Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning. It's Tad, Drex, and Kara joining us on the phone from Emory University, our coronavirus expert, Professor Dr. Del Rio. From Emory and Dr. Del Rio, I think you know what we want to talk about. Talk about the weather? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Uh, the governor said a lot of things are going to be opening up on Friday, restaurants on Monday. What is your reaction to all that? You know, my reaction is I think it's, I think it's premature. I think that I'm concerned that we're not quite where we need to be when you look at what the White House uh, is, is, is you know, had us as requirements. I mean, very clearly, we needed, you know, needed to have 14 uh, days continuously of, 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 of down number of cases. We need to have enough testing capabilities. I mean, I think I think we're, we're doing this a little premature, and I worry about the consequences. Uh, Dr. Del Rio, one thing that is uh, uh, being proposed to open on Friday is, is hair salons. Is it even possible for someone to get a haircut safely? Look, I don't even know why the list of businesses that are proposed to open are included. I mean, I honestly don't. The, the combination of, you know, hair salons and, and, and tattoo parlors and massage parlors. I mean, I just don't quite understand it. So I, I, I can't really comment because, you know, I mean, you and I know that, you know, I guess if you were if you wear a mask and the person cutting your hair wears a mask, you know, maybe there's there's there'd be less risk. But, but the person is usually on your face. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like the things that he's opening first are the last things that you I would open restaurants before I opened a hair salon or tattoo yeah. parlor. There's a possibility to be further away. You mm-hmm. could hand somebody you could put all the food on like a tray with a handle on it if right. you wanted to, but a tattoo parlor, a hair salon, it's mind-boggling. Uh, what would you suggest? So, so, like- so it's interesting. It's interesting. If you look, there's a document that was produced by people at Hopkins called called Public Health Principles for Faced Reopening During COVID-19, a Guidance for Governors. So it was a, it's, a, it's a fairly well-put-together gov- document looking at what governors need to look at and what they need to do. <laughs> and, you know, and they talk about the the different considerations that need to be made for a state-level decision and, you know, the different things that need to happen, et cetera. And, uh, and they talk about what the hierarchy and what the sort of the non-essential business and, you know, they, they go down and it's interesting, you know, salons, paths and other personal industry are here. They talk about the contact intensity there being medium to high. The number of contacts is low, and because the number of contacts is low, maybe the, the list risk of transmission is, is not as high as, for example, a bar. You know what I mean? Mm. So so it's sort of interesting. I mean, looking at this report, is, is, it's an interesting place to look at and say, okay, you know, maybe maybe he was looking at this report. I, I have no idea. You had mentioned, uh, the, the, yeah, you have to have uh, 14 days of, of new cases going down. But if we ramp up testing, I mean, isn't it, uh, isn't it just a matter of time before... If you, the more you test, the more positive we're going to have. Correct, correct, and and 
that's part of the issue, right? In other words, we need to have decreasing cases with increasing testing. Okay. At this point in time, a lot of the testing is happening mostly in healthcare facilities. We need to be testing out in the community. We need to be, I mean, we need to be being able to go to, to outside of healthcare and get tested. And right now, you know, CVS is beginning to do it over at, uh, you know, the Georgia Tech parking lot deck. But it's not quite, it's just started this Monday, right? I mean, it's just, or last Friday, it's, it's very, very recent. We need to get some data from there and saying, okay, what are they finding? Who are they testing? What results are they getting, right? I was honestly looking forward to people getting a little shaggier with their <laughs> hair. Like, we're not even given that opportunity. I just need a haircut now so I could go on Friday and get my hair cut. I won't. Yeah. But I'm uh, I'm like you saying, huh, should we do it? And I, I'm saying, no, I'm going to wait. <laughs> you have a flowbee? No, 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 the one thing that is, the, the one thing that is going to be very important is, is this whole issue of, of vulnerable individuals, right? I mean, I think, I think vulnerable individuals need to continue to shelter in place. The governor said that, and I think that's important. And, uh, and I think we need to continue practicing as much as we can social distancing. So I think, you know, a lot of it is going to be really <clears throat> Up to, up to what we many of us decide to do, and some of us are going to make, you know, going to make mistakes. And uh, you know, fortunately, schools have been closed and universities have been closed. I think I worry about our our senior facilities. I worry about you know our senior facilities, and I hope we don't get more problems within 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 nursing homes and long term care facilities because that's really where a lot of the mortality is going to happen. What is your prediction with this? Do you think we're going to see a resurgence? Mm-hmm. Because it's too early. Well, you know, I think I think we. It's hard to talk about a resurgence because we're going to see an uptick in cases because we really haven't had a, a downswing, right? So it's hard to talk. People say, "Well, we're going to get a second wave," but we, we're not even over the first one. So, right. uh, so I think we're going to see an uptick of cases. Now, if you know, if you look at at, at what the governor do it did, it it kind of complies with what the White House calls phase one. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of complies with what it's called phase one. So I guess he's he's just implementing phase one, and uh, we'll just have to see, right? It's it's uh, it's going to be complicated. It's going to be. I think we need to we need to really ramp up t- testing. I think I worry that that we are not uh, where we need to be testing wise in in our country uh, and in our state, but. Uh, but, you know, hopefully we can get testing up and running in a, in a more intense way over the next couple couple days, quite frankly. If you had to choose one word to describe how you're feeling about all of this, what would that word be? I'm concerned. Concerned. Okay. You know, I'm concerned. I wanted to ask you about touching the face. Is it, I mean, they say don't touch your face. But if I touch a part of my face that is not directly my eye, my nose, inside, I mean, the ears are fine, right? I could put my fingers in my ears. Not that I'm doing that. Kara's <laughs> looking at me like, I, like I'm doing it, but I'm not. Your ears are yeah, fine, right? Uh, I think, you know, as long as you don't touch your nose, your mouth, your eyes, I think you're probably fine. But the reality is clean your hands frequently. And, and try to avoid as much as possible touching your face. You know, we all touch our face so many times during the day that I think that drives a lot of the a lot of the problems that we have with the disease is simply too much touching things where people have put their hands and too much, you know, touching ourselves and therefore carrying infection up to our, our, our faces. So not to be gross, but picking your nose, yes, your finger would go inside. But like if I if my nose, the outside of my nose had an itch, 
We're getting down to like millimeters. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. And if you had to, well, listen, I mean, these are the things all I have to do all day is to sit there and say. Um, and if you were going to itch your face, you just had to itch your face, what would you itch your face with? Like, what part would it be your sleeve on your shirt? What What is probably, I mean, I don't know if you know the least contaminated part of your body. I mean, I think if you wash your hands, it's going to be your hands, right? Take care of your hands. Your hands are very, very important because you put them in places. The hands are like this, this, you know, this vehicle in which, you know, like a shovel that you take someplace, you touch something, and then you touch your face, and then you touch your, your body. So take care of your hands. Wash your hands frequently. Perfect follow-up question, and this has come up before, but I'm sure more and more people are getting affected by this. You wash your hands so many times, now you have cracks in your hands. You have, like, little cuts, mm-hmm. almost like paper cuts. Mm-hmm. Can the virus get inside you that way? No, not at all. Okay. okay. So it's a purely respiratory area, right, Dr. Del Rio? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I was doing a reading about uh, Georgia State has some promising testings over uh, a drug that I think has been out for a while. And then I just saw that Emory, you guys got FDA clearance to start doing uh, clinical person trials. Is that for a vaccine? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, Emory basic researchers found uh, at a specific point in the virus that it's highly mutagenic, and they developed an antibody test against that. And the, the uh, investigators in the Department of Pathology were able to take that to the clinical side. So it's what we call it a laboratory-developed test. It's not a commercially available test. But what it does is it takes antibodies against a very specific part of the virus that, that is highly mutagenic. So that's really very important because it allows the individual to know if they really have antibodies to that specific part of the virus that, that is supposed to be immunogenic. So it, it has relationships to what a vaccine may do, and I think it's a really interesting test. I think we need to see it, how it plays out in public, right? How it plays out in, in practice. How close are we to having some sort of thing that we can take, a shot, whether it's a pill or whatever, to A, prevent it, and B, cure it? I think we're closer for the, in the cure part. I think a lot of interesting research is happening in the cure component. I think in the prevention component, we are 18 to 24 months away from a vaccine, but I think the research is, is going well. I think where we are with developing therapeutics and with developing vaccines is amazing considering where we, you know, how recent this is. So a lot of research, a lot of, of advances have been made in research, but we're not quite at the finish line. If you think about about this being a race, you know, it's just it's just starting and it's going well, but, you know, we're, we're far from the finish line. So if there was a, a pill that you were able to take, would it be a pill, a shot, the, this cure? Because uh, that's what, there are trials of that right now. Would it be like, oh, I have coronavirus, pop a pill, three days? Like, what is the... At this point in time, the drugs being developed are for people with very advanced disease, with very severe disease, and they tend to be injectable. So nothing that you would take. If you have mild disease, there's nothing to take at this point in time. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be something available in the next, you know, year or so. I think things are being developed and things are being looked at, but... What's being tested and what's being tried right now is for people with with fairly significant disease. Um, do you think that when they start to do these antibody testings and they see that, oh, gosh, I mean, people have already had this thing. They got it back in January or February. Let's say if they tested 100 people, how many out of that 100, how many do you think have already had it? So it depends where you are. In L.A., they just did a study that showed that 4% of the population already had it. Okay. 4% not realizing it? Correct. I heard it was like 90% of people might show no symptoms. Is that completely wrong? That's actually probably pretty correct. Pretty correct. Wow. Right. And the problem is those people are still transmitting, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, Dr. Del Rio, in your opinion, how long should we keep up with our social distancing practices and trying to kind of stay away from others? 
So I would say for another month, you know, four to six weeks. And so you do that, and that's for, to protect yourself. Because even though I might survive it, I don't want to have it. It doesn't look that's like correct. a party. Give at it all. to anybody else. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think you don't want to have it, and I don't think you want to be able to give it to anybody else. Thank you, Dr. Del Rio. Always a pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry today feels a little bit more gloomy than usual, but. Yeah, you know, we'll be, we'll be okay. Yeah, can we? Is there anything we can send you to cheer you up? I mean. <laughs> send him a cure. Right? Exactly. Send him a cure. All right. Thank you very much, Dr. Del Rio. If you want to hear more, like we've talked to him twice a week. Um, so if you want to hear more from Dr. Del Rio, you might even be obsessed. Um, you can listen to past appearances on our show at uh, tadandrex.com. We post them all right there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.